Hello, everyone. It is June 23rd, and you're listening to the best Palcast. My name is BJ Guest, and I'm joined, as always, by my best friend and pal, Griffin Reynolds. Hello. And by best a, and oh, I'm so sorry. And by a special pal, Ben Daniel. What's up, pals? Happy to be back. What's up? What's up? Two What's weeks up? in a row. Two weeks. Yep. Y'all can't get rid of me. Nah. Nope. Nah. After our big um, episode 50 Dude. last week. So if you haven't listened to that, please do. Um, we had a fantastic cast of characters. Um, we had Ben and Josh and Nick and Evan on. Everybody who's been on this show before, except for Tim. Except because for Tim. He, he was asleep. He said, I was sleeping. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Sleep. Understandable. Uh, ever since that episode, I have been researching the film Cats and just honestly, I'm just hovering my finger over the button to rent. Dude, don't, don't Dude, do it. Dude, I might. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if it's okay to watch in front of my kids. Probably not. Definitely not. Probably not. Definitely not. Definitely not. But, you- gentlemen. Sir. What you been up to? What's going on with your lives? Tell me every um, bit of it. I've been doing something that I'm sure you've been doing and that Ben has no idea about. I've been playing the Pokemon uh, Sword Isle of Armor DLC. Yo, I've been playing the sword, the Shield version, but yep, had no, no idea difference. about that. Yep, Ben, let's talk for thirty <laughs> solid minutes about surprise. This. Surprise, we're doing another Pokemon episode. All right, <laughs> I'll do a lot of listening. <laughs> a lot of huh? What, what is that? What? Oh God! Last week when you would we would say something, you'd just be like searching. Yeah, I mean, I'll do more Google uh, images for sure. That's oh what's my god, happen. bug snacks, dude! That is dude, the bug craziest snacks. mess. Bug snacks. Did you ever go watch the trailer, the bug snacks trailer? It's no, bad. no, no. Got you, dude. It is, it, it is, is asinine. But um, playing some of that, I like it. I really like the the overhaul of the the their wild area. They're like open. Well, all of it's open world, I guess. But it looks so much better. Than the main games. I like that the whole thing is a wild area. You know what I mean? It's not, you're in a wild area and then you go into a town and then you don't have, you don't have camera control and you don't, you know, it's very fixed perspective when you go into a town. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in this, the the whole thing, unless you're inside a building is wild area. And by wild, you mean you can encounter a Pokemon out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So they are roaming around outside of the grass mm-hmm. there's ones that stay in the grass but some are out roaming around and you run into them and you have a battle yeah it um, really makes the world feel more alive i guess because you can run around you see a freaking you know rhyhorn just kind of lumbering or long or you know it's stuff like the that. people have described it as the breath of the wild of pokemon yeah well that's an awesome idea as, yeah yeah it's yeah. really cool yeah. they experimented a lot with that concept in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, um, which was their like first, you know, start at making a Pokemon game for the Switch, and then everybody really liked that aspect of it. So they were they found a way to implement that along with classic running into Pokemon in the grass, mm. you know, mechanics, and and they work really well together because there's certain ones that you can only encounter roaming around and then there's some you can only encounter in the grass gotcha. like classic yeah but my boy Psyduck is back and Heracross too excited dude Heracross is a great Pokemon it's a great Pokemon when's the first time you heard about Heracross because I know mine the first time you like as a child you remember seeing Heracross yeah uh, mm-hmm. probably the anime mine was the movie 
is when he starts out with Heracross fighting. Oh, oh, Rhyhorn. Is it like no, it, no? I'm sorry. It was oh no, it was Heracross and um, what was like the elephant Don rollout? Fan? Don fan. I always yep, liked that. They one. were fighting. Dude, Don fan. That was God. That was a <laughs> Don fan or the movie. Uh, Don fan. Don fan. Don fan is cool. Great Pokemon. Yeah. Um. Is that weird that I remembered that so specifically? Wait, are you saying that Heracross was in the the first Pokemon movie? Second movie. It was the one uh, with the legendary. I birds. didn't. I didn't I realize would... Heracross was the uh, massive beetle one. That was that. I love that one. I I love Dude, all of the yeah. large awesome. insect insect ones. I yeah. do too. Oh Dude. my goodness! Yeah, so cool. I, the episode I remember, he was like sucking on a tree or something, like licking up the honey. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, we about to be friends. <laughs> Ooh, I boy. love honey too. <laughs> just call me Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> the uh, the no. mega hair hair across looks ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the mega ones. hair across. Yeah. Oh, fun fun talk about megas. So in the the Pokemon Direct last week, that was mm-hmm. like five minutes long. Um, besides, they didn't you know, even really call it a direct. It was like it? a Pokemon news address. I don't. Or know. I don't even think they used the word direct because it really wasn't. It was that very much. short, but um. They talked about Mega Pokemon being a Pokemon Go. Yep. Which maybe it'll bring Megas back to the mainstay Dude, games. People loved Megas. They're and cool. And then they they are cool. And then they implemented um Dynamaxing and then they were like, meh. Yeah, I don't like Dynamaxing. It's cause it sucks. But Wow. It I does. like Dynamaxing. Well, you know, you I'm suck. sorry for the noobs in the in the chat. Me, Dynamaxing was <laughs> that. So Dynamaxing is the new thing in pokemon sword and shield like the, the new, new stick right it's the you know the new stick where it's you call your pokemon back and you it turns into a giant pokeball and you throw it behind you and then they become this massive version of themselves you remember huh. in power um, rangers when the bad guy just turned to a large version of the bad guy yeah it's that except some have special yeah some will turn different. into different versions of themselves mm. think Mega evolutions, yeah, but it's not called like, a mega evolution. That seems nope. counterintuitive. It's called it's called Gigantamaxing. Welcome to Pokemon, Ben. Everything. I just do, I just do the mega thing. I I just no one, they look no so one's cool. happy in this community. Okay, cool. cool. Nobody, <laughs> I would be angry too if it I was is, in that community. It is so it is so it's a such a uh, uh, two sides of it where people are like I love this and people are like I hate this. So yeah. think Kles playing Rocket League. He's like, this game sucks. I hate it so much, and has twelve thousand hours in it. Right. That's a yeah. Right. So you you hate the thing that composes the majority of your life. Got it. Completely understand. Yeah. Perfect. So I've been playing another game called Minecraft Dungeons. Um, it's essentially like a dungeon crawler kind of thing, but it's just the aesthetics of Minecraft. And I remember when they announced that at. I think it was the E3 or whatever, and it looked really good. It's fun. It plays really smooth. I play on my Switch. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those, you go in, you get new gear, you level up your gear, you find gear that's better, you decompose your old gear, put new gear on, but it's it's like Diablo, but mm-hmm. creepers and skeletons and zombies and Minecraft pick forks and stuff like that, so... Now, is this at all related to the actual story in Minecraft no. that nobody ever the you were the only person that I ever heard about there actually being a story to Minecraft? It's very, very loose, loose story. No, no, they have some story about 
it's kind of funny. It's like the the humor in this game is very akin to like the Lego games kind of humor. Oh, that's a those yeah. are, those games are so good. But it's like a villager that was ugly, and none of the other villagers wanted to be that guy's friend, and so he was like, "Screw y'all! I'm just gonna get dark magic and take over the world." I'm gonna start my own village. Pretty much with with yeah. <laughs> with, what's Bender say with craps and hookers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've been playing that. It's a lot of fun. Um, watching Doom Patrol on HBO Max. How's that? It's weird, but I like it. <laughs> That's the one with like the robot guy, right? Yeah, it's got Robot Man, um, Elastigirl, but not this incredible, the Incredibles Elastigirl, like the DC a different comic. Elastigirl, the, like a sucky one. Like she can't control it at all, so she just becomes this like blob of skin, and it's super gross. Um, Ew! How is I, that useful? It's not. Okay, <laughs> she can get she can get under door frames, I guess. I mean, so she's she the best limbo person, but that's it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it'll count either. She's touching the floor. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I never thought it's, about it's, the nuances <laughs> of limboing. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> no, it's 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 strange. There was an episode about a city that had sentience. And it would talk to people via like street signs and stuff. Whoa. And so my wife, Megan came across me watching on the iPad and she was like, what is this? And I said, I'm not even going to try to like explain any of this. She's like, try. I said, the street can live. Uh, the robot man is trying to become friends with a girl who has 64 different personalities with 64 different powers. Uh, the guy in the mummy rap is actually a gay guy from the fifties, but has electric man inside of him. It's, it's bonkers. It is a bonkers ass show, but I can't I love stop when, watching it. I love when you talk about watching shows on the iPad and Megan catches you. I'm like, those are all the shows you don't want to watch on the television. No, and that's what I told her. I was like, <laughs> it's not, there's no like nudity or anything in it. Except for like the first episode where Brendan Fraser, who plays Robot Man, is just pounding oh, it to a chick. And I'm like, Brendan this Fraser, I love Brendan Fraser. Heavy set Brendan Fraser too. Past his, past his prime, Brendan Fraser. Y'all look it up. He's Don't ch- you dare say past his prime, yeah, Brendan He Fraser. looks that- more like me than he looks like himself in the first Mummy movie. And that's all I'm going to cr- say. That's crazy. Yeah. That's suicide by words, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I get, but I get it. I understand completely. But you just fell but, on your own sword. But you're my friend, and I don't like that you talk about yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's, like that's, that. that's what I'm trying to articulate as well. It makes me concerned. <laughs> nah, it's really good. I really recommend watching it. It originally started on that DC streaming Dude, service I'm, crap thing. Okay, question. Answer. I literally, we got HBO Max, and I went, okay, cool, and I never turned it back on. Mm-hmm. Um, Is all the DC stuff on there? Okay, there are the first three good Batman movies. So Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. And so there's an asterisk beside Exactly. Ice to meet you. Yeah. Ice to meet you. <laughs> Everybody chill. <laughs> we still use those like lines today at normal conversation, God. FYI, BJ. I want you to know that. <laughs> Understandable. Um, that one's on there. The... Aquaman's in there, the movie. There's like some random ones, but it's not like the good, good stuff. There's not my que- Young, Just- my Young Justice. Is that, not was there. My, that was my question. The new season um, that they, it's a great show. And they literally was like, hey, we're bringing it back. 
but it's on this Disney or the um, DC yeah. streaming service. I'm like, I don't no. want to pay just for this last season. No, it's not. I looked. There's like Cat Catwoman is on there. If that if that tickles tickles your pickle, that makes me angry. Um, but no, there's nothing on there besides Doom Patrol. I would like recommend besides you know obviously the Tim Burton Batman and you know George Clooney's Batman and Robin. Or is that Batman, Batman Forever? Uh, it was Batman and Robin. I know for a fact because Amy and I had this conversation two days ago. Is Batman Forever? <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> because I was like, I used to meet you. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you don't know about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, nope. I know where this started. Is because I made a comment about Terminator being like, or it was, I think it was Terminator being like a classic film. And she had the audacity to say that it's what it was like, was it a good movie? And that just everybody, it was just like, everybody talked about it. Not that it was that famous because it was good. And I was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in that movie. She's like, what good movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Predator. I was like, I was like, I think we're going to get a divorce. <laughs> kindergarten cop. Yeah. Kindergarten cops. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, well, my first jingle my first... all the damn way. God, that's a good movie. <laughs> um, and then of course my first response was, uh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was Mr. Freeze. God. Amy, you oh need to God. chill. <laughs> Everybody chill. She has to listen to this episode now. Uh, oh, for sure. Uh, she's wrong. <laughs> no. That makes Jingle me upset. But no, uh, Doom Patrol's good. HBO Max doesn't have anything DC related that's, like I said, would tell someone, you should see this because they probably haven't. Um, And they're putting the second season Doom Patrol just on HBO Max. Weird. So it sounds like the DC thing's gonna die. So. I mean, I I'm so down with that if they make some kind of deal with HBO Max because, I mean, like aren't they owned it's by not, Time Warner? Like, isn't HBO owned by Time Warner? I have no idea. I don't know. We learned this Time Warner thing. Ben searching. I'm, Ben's I'm, our. I'm, I'm uh, I, I can Ben's be our man. Like our search guy. <laughs> he's Dude. the man in the chair. <laughs> He's like, and we're going to go to Ben. And then we just patch Ben in and be like, actually, HBO is yeah. on <laughs> HBO is a subsidiary. I need to work uh, on my last sounding thing. smarter than goodness gracious. Do you shut up, Ben? Ben, you're a doctor. The guy who you're corrects me my math and Dungeons and Dragons all the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, BJ, okay. Actually, it's 33 points of damage, not 32. You idiot. Uh, quick aside. So I had this training uh-huh. today with this pediatric surgeon who was leading it. And it was about making mistakes, you know, that lead to death, blah, 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 super heavy. And they they uh, made their point by doing a, a quick addition problem. So it was a slide and 20 numbers pop up on the slide immediately and then disappear. And then they just point at you, like, what's the number? And it was like my nightmare because it was so fast. It was addition. <laughs> and uh, like doctors were getting the number wrong because it was just su- such little time. And then they had us redo right. the addition problem with like, teams and assignments and then we got 100 percent accuracy so it was like the importance of the team but i could not stop uh. thinking about correcting you in D about addition and then being this scared of of an addition of problem addition? yeah i was like you hypocrite <laughs> you piece of crap bj i'm so sorry like i was literally thinking that today <laughs> <laughs> you flash back to my face like go off camera yeah. in embarrassment. So I, I wipe I just away my tears that. quickly. <laughs> I 
That like, guys, guys, my video feed went out. Like, Let me wipe my, my tears. My audio's gone bad. Literally four hours ago, I was thinking about that. So, anyways. That's so great. Dungeons and Dragons touches every facet of everyone's lives. Um, Which has an impact on why we chose this It really does, actually. Uh, the last thing I did is today, uh, Megan took Ruth out to go see her sisters, and Miles was taking the longest nap of his life. So Let's I watched go. Us, um, the Jordan P film, Peel film. It's on HBO Max, and it's pretty good. I enjoyed you know it. I'm not gonna watch. I that. watched it in the safety of the daytime. I still don't. I. Mm-mm. That's fine. I recommend it to those who like scary movies. That's all Which I've been one doing. Was it? Was it? Uh, Us. The first one. Okay. Um, I still haven't seen it. It's the second of his. Okay. Yeah, I need to watch it. It's like the people with the face masks. It's, yeah, it's where masks, um, like it's like people who no, it's people who look like them. Yeah, and it gets honking weird. I had to watch two YouTube videos explaining to me what I watched. I want you to know that I love, love the stories of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like I love the intricacies. Like I love all the stuff. I just hate watching watching them. it. Hate it. So I've actually watched breakdowns of us <laughs> and not seen the movie. That's, Dude, that's you got to interesting. I get it though. I mean, you know, if, if you yeah. don't like it, the experience I'm just like that's so that's so smart. That's so cool. Yeah. Like that, you know, mm-hmm. that they think of these, you know, because I mean, it's 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 there's such a departure from everything right. else. I feel like right. it's like they they can they can tell these stories in such interesting ways. Uh, so but let me let me do I, like I the hate um, getting scared. Let me do the quick uh, man in the chair segment. Come HBO on. and DC are both um, owned by Warner Media Entertainment. Makes sense. Makes sense. There you go. Where does AT&T fall in this? Because I knew there was a weird DC 5G thing so, they tried to push. I remember that. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, Warner Bros. We is a subsidiary of AT&T's oh. possessive Warner Media. Oh. Yeah. So, so AT&T doesn't. Okay. So AT&T is like the, the, the right, head. So AT&T else. owns Warner Media. Warner Media right. owns... DC and DC HBO. and HBO. Yep. That's the hierarchy, it appears. Interesting. That's all I've been doing, fellas. Is there anything? Um, All I've been doing is playing Pokemon's Isle of Armor, Um, and that's it. I mean, I've just been hanging out, working. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't done a whole lot. Of, I think I talked about this last week. I haven't done a whole lot of nerdy stuff. We've been ki- using the new kayaks a lot. been doing stuff outside. Um, sun? I know. That's the beauty of being a lot. Um, kind of like away on water is that you don't have to worry about social distancing or anything like that. Or being in Bainbridge, Absolutely. Georgia, you know, you can just spread out. Everybody <laughs> just spread <laughs> out. Yep. Um, you know, it's so funny. I'll, and we'll be like, well, where did, you know, who so-and-so live, you know, while we're driving around my yeah. hometown, I'm like, Oh, well, BJ lived out by where you keep your horse. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know where the old high school is? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, wasn't that bad for him to go to school? And I was like, you know where the new high school is? She was, oh, my God. Yeah. He went to, I was like, BJ drove like 30 minutes to get to school. Yeah. That's a while. Every day. Wow. Every day. One way, dog. It was crazy. They built that school on the other side of town, like 10 minutes outside of town. Yeah. And they had to move the city limits to (laughs) still call it Bainbridge (laughs) High School. 
because if they didn't move the city limits, it'd have been called Decatur I'm County. Sure, High your School. father has a story behind that that I'll have to ask him. I'm sure. It's him. Very, I'm sure. I'm well. The, I think the thing is, is they the school got the land donated to them, and so they're like, "We're building a school here." I always <laughs> find that interesting, you know, because just because somebody donates land doesn't mean you have to use it. But so many times I hear these stories like, well, we have the land. Like, why not? You know, and they just shoot out there. I don't, I don't well, I mean, if you would have seen the state of our old high school, you would have been like, yeah, they need it. Okay. Gotcha. School. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> it was rough. It was. And, and they turned it into the middle school. And I'm like, they should have closed that down. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's all I've been doing. Ben, what have you been doing? Yeah. So the- I start six weeks of nights. On my, I'm a surgical intern now, um, so baby doctor, and I start six weeks of nights with pediatric surgery tomorrow, starting at 5:30 p.m. So this is my last two raw before then. I have played all of Last of Us Two, which will be disgusting a lot today, um, and I also played this game, Human Fall Flat. Have you heard of it? I have, I have heard, heard of it. Yes. So 15 bucks on PS4. It's two gigs. It took me five minutes to download, and uh, I was playing with Kless and some of like our mutual friends on PS4, and over our group party chat, I it sounded like they were in pain because they were laughing so hard. I was like, "What is going on? Is something like, are you okay? You know, like no, you know, we're playing human. <laughs> are you okay? We're playing Human Fall Flat. Like it's incredible." And then I just like kept on hearing hearing wheezing from the line because they're <laughs> laughing so hard. So I downloaded it. And I was like, "This is gonna be dumb. It's not gonna be that good." 20 minutes in, I'm laughing so hard. This hasn't happened in years. I mean, it may be seven years. I was laughing so hard that I, not an exaggeration, literally had tears streaming down my face. That's how funny this game was. It was incredible. For 15 bucks, my goodness. You know, it's based around like um, ragdoll mechanics, um, similar to Gang Beasts, but instead of trying to knock people off of a platform, you're collaboratively co-op trying to climb up to the top point of a map before you beat the level. Uh, co-op's up to eight players. It's like, I think, the next awesome couch co-op experience for people if it gets big. Do you remember Heave Ho? We played that on my Switch. Yes, yes. Like, very similar concept. Yeah. If you mixed Heave Ho and Gang Beasts together, is that similar? I couldn't agree with that description more, actually. Yeah. Okay. That... I can see because we have laughed our asses off playing Gang Beasts, yep. and you and I laughed our asses off playing Heave Ho. Yeah. So I can only imagine what that game would. Yeah, be. Yeah, and and you know, I wish I actually had played Heave Ho more because I just played it with you that one time, but that was so fun. Yeah. God, it's so fun. I mean, like, but you have to work together so much. Yeah, yeah. One one of the guys in our group last night for uh, Human Fall Flat. Uh, was sabotaging us and just absolutely destroyed our, <laughs> our I don't I uh, it just destroyed our ability to beat the levels but it was hilarious in the process. Oh, because it's like <laughs> you're just like, "Oh, we're so close, we're so close." And then somebody just like, "Let's go." And you're like, "Yeah." Yanks the equipment off the edge <laughs> of the mountain. <laughs> just so you have to go all the way back down. Uh. Oh, man. Well, uh for anybody wondering, um we will be talking about Last of Us 2. Uh, that's one big reason we brought Ben on today because he has finished it and we really wanted to talk about it. But it will be at the very end of this episode because it will contain st- spoilers. So we will we will definitely put that out there before we talk let about me, it. Let me give them like my non-spoiler teaser. And I'm just going to read 
the text that I sent to you, Griffin, as I was watching the credits. So this is like a okay. high emotional state, that text I sent to Griffin, I just copied into this Word document. So I said, just finished Last of Us. And this is like extreme because it's during the credits, right? Just finished Last of Us, 4 out of 10. A lot of facets to that score, but overall very disappointed with the story. Great characters, but they had no growth and there was no hope. It was not fun to play. I wanted to quit a couple times. The entire game is a series of events where you are railroaded into awful decisions by the characters. I actually let a few characters die a couple of times because that's how I wanted the story to end, but the game wouldn't let me do that. Uh, just another exercise in a nihilistic approach to storytelling that I didn't want or need during a real pandemic. Uh, waited seven years for this. Too bad. So that's like the extreme during the credits review, but I'll add on top of that the good stuff, which I neglected to uh, mention. It is the be most beautiful game I've played in years. I mean, it, it's... The, no question, beautiful. Uh, I stared at the intro screen for five minutes yesterday, just watching waves crash on the shore because it was like a living huh. wallpaper. The, the oh, art cool. in this game is just unquestionable. Um, most of my uh, problems come with the plot, which we'll talk about when we get to the spoiler section. And then the other, like, just, you know, kind of slight intro so people kind of know where I'm going about the good stuff is that the gameplay is a great expansion upon the original gameplay they've added mechanics such as jumping going prone they've added new enemies uh it's still buttery smooth and you know everything's animated perfectly when uh ellie grabs an arrow she literally grabs it out of the wall all the way and puts it into her backpack specifically and you can see it dangling in her backpack i mean that's the level of detail that we have in this game um and then everything else i'll get into in the spoiler section but very disappointed because of the story, but the action and the visuals are great, and I cannot dispute that. Neat. That is why I said get on the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> it was that text. I was like, ooh. Oh, I think I texted you, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the first text you sent me. It was just holy shit was the, you know, was the response. Originally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just because I was so not prepared for that response from you. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot to talk about in our next section, which is the news. News. Not a song, but I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. I liked um, it. <laughs> thanks, bud. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're the three best friends that I ever had. Um, BJ, why don't you go first, and then I will try my damnedest to get through what I have to talk about. All right, because I have two things of news, and that's it. Uh, you have two things, and I have two columns. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, buckle in. I'm proud of my. I'm proud of my two things. Of I, news. Listen, your section is not empty, and I'm proud of this. Is generally, I say, I have nothing. Griffin, your turn. Um, but no, my news. Um. Dungeons and Dragons Wizard of the Coast is releasing a new adventure um, coming out September 15th, 2020. Uh, Icewind Dale, uh, Rime, I guess, R-I-M-E, of the Frost Maiden. Um, Icewind Dale is an area in the northern part of the Forgotten Realms where we spend a lot of time. We do spend a lot of time in Icewind Dale. Yeah, mm -hmm. in our game. Um, it's supposed to be like a survivor, survivor horror kind of thing, very similar to like Strahd kind of game. You know. Ooh. The game we're never going to win. We're never, no. We're never going to defeat Strahd. We're not going to defeat Strahd because Tim is taking over. Tim is Strahd. Tim is Strahd. <laughs> Tim's going to be like, oh, you you go there? You're dead. You're dead. Um, Insta-death. 
but no, I'm excited. I I love Dungeons and Dragons, and there's these uh the the figurines they have for these owl bears like snow owl bear things look like a Did dog. You say owl bear? Yeah, owl owl bear owl bear owl bear. Owl, owl bear. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm the the owl bears are in D and D now. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, they've all well, it's snow owl bears, but they look like dogs who are like rubbing their asses on the carpet. I'll send you guys a picture of them later. Oh my god! Like the okay. figurines. <laughs> look, type it up real fast while I talk about this next thing. Um, the next piece of news was something that I literally Facetime Griffin while I was holding my child and oh, shouting yeah. at the top of my lungs. Um. Pokemon Snap 2 Let's is coming go. out to the Switch, and I'm honking pumped. Um, it came out in last week's little Pokemon not direct direct. Um, yeah. I remember watching. I was like, God, because I, I thought I was just talking about Isle, Isle of Armor that was coming out later that day. I was like, God, this You're looks like, really graphi- good. Yeah. These graphics look different. And then the <laughs> camera little circle thing popped up on the Pikachu eating the apple, and I squealed. I went bananas. So pumped! How how come every time we really this happens every time we release an episode and then some good shit comes out the Dude, next day? We gotta stop doing it on Tuesdays. I think we're gonna have to bump it to Wednesday, probably. But I don't know. So, um, but I'm super excited about Pokemon Snap because that is a game that I feel like they did not capitalize on more. Mm. How in the world have they not made another Pokemon Snap since the N64? Dude, I'm I don't know. I don't know, but 60 bucks worth every bit of it. Um, I cannot. That game is going to sell. Oh, it is. I cannot find an actual release date for it. They didn't put one out there. Well, that's why. They said currently in development is what they said. So it might be a while, but I'm still excited. Um, That's fine. It might be next holiday, like a year from now. Yeah. Or a year year and a half from now. We'll find out. That's all I have for the news, everyone. <laughs> all right, so here we go. So first things first, um, Microsoft is shutting down Mixer, which is their version of Twitch, mm-hmm. if you weren't aware, um, to partner with Facebook Gaming, and people are angry. Um, I wrote that this sucks for a lot of creators who have built a huge base on that platform. They were not informed. That literally came out in a news article, and they're like, this is happening right now. And everybody's like, what? This is how I make a living. Yeah, I heard it was like just a tweet. Yeah, like, that was it. It was like, Meh. um, and it really sucked for a lot of people, except for Ninja and Shroud, which are two of their. Well, obviously everybody knows Ninja. I just heard about Shroud. I think I'd heard his name. Isn't before. he the Vampire King in Barovia? That's Shroud. Oh. <laughs> um. Anyway, so they apparently got offered double what they were making at Mixer from Facebook Gaming, and they were like, nope pay us out the remainder of our contract and they got buku money Did it. um which sucks for everybody else who yeah. just relies on their i mean and it's just like all these people are like hell no we're not going to facebook gaming so yeah. it's just like everybody's i guess going back to twitch so and the reason a lot of people left twitch is for one reason or another mm. because they didn't like something that happened there so they went to a different platform and now they're basically being forced to go back so, I know I've, I read a lot of tweets from um, people on Mixer, and they were very unhappy, yeah. and, I, and I understand that. Um, 
So something else that happened this week was the summer. Well, it's going on all summer is the summer games fest, which is kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, taking place of E3. But um, what happened the other day is what's called day of the devs. It was a very um, day of the dead themed um, uh. indie day where they just talked about a lot of indie developed games. Um, one of, and I kind of just wrote some stuff down mm-hmm. that I thought was really cool from that. Uh, but first Alf, anybody remember Alf? Yeah. Badly. Uh, he was, he was the <laughs> badly um, is the, he was the tech correspondent, <laughs> which was weird. I was like, I, I didn't know Alf was still relevant, but that's cool. I guess he's not, <laughs> he can't be. relevant. Um, so I will say before it got, I kind of got ahead of myself before it got into any of the games that day. Um, they did this really cool um, live music thing. And it was the two guys who did the music for outer wilds. Okay. And the music in that game was just trippy and awesome. And they did a live performance of that. Awesome. Super wow, cool. Really yeah. It was, I mean, I'd say find it online, like look up outer wilds live performance live. Yeah. And it should be there. And we, the one guy's doing all the electronics and the banjo and the guitar and this and the other, and the other guy's straight cello the whole time. Huh. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, and then that led us into, which I, what I came to the stream for was Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. So they're making a new Crash Bandicoot game after what I believe is the success of the um, remade trilogy that they put out and the remade uh, Crash Team Racing. So... And the Smash. I, I, Isn't he, no, he's not on Smash. That's Banjo. Mm-hmm. That's Banjo Kazooie. Excuse me, everyone. Um, but this they came out with this trailer. Um, it had been leaked, so they kind of jumped on it mm-hmm. and took care. You know, got it out there. Yeah. It's actually coming out October second, hmm. which is, I mean, in with everything going on nowadays with delays and stuff it's like that. Really the quick. Time from an, yeah. the time from announce to this game coming out is really cool. Yeah. Um. It's got multiple playable characters. You can play as Crash or Coco at any time. You can also play as like some of the villains in certain levels, like Doctor Neo Cortex, things like that. The um, gameplay looks really good. Like it, it's something I might go back and and revisit Crash to play because I think we've talked about here or before is kind of the death of 3D platformers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and Crash isn't really a platformer. It's kind of different but i mean it is i mean i feel like at its root uh, roots it definitely is yeah yeah and it roots it i mean it is and and they just implement a lot of different stuff mm-hmm. into that formula but i feel like it's still at its core that yeah um so that's really cool and i, I think that's it's great especially between that and them coming out with a new um ratchet and clank really keeping those franchises alive so let's get into some of these these i mean these games look really cool the ones that i put on here um from the day of the devs. The first one I want to talk about is called the artful escape. It is a rock guitar themed platforming adventure. Um, the visuals of this are if, huh. if I could say psychedelic night in the woods, almost. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy looking. That's awesome. Um, the music is just incredible. Um, it's made by a studio called Beethoven and dinosaur. Is the name of the studio. Um, so what the way that they put it is a journey of a teenage guitar prodigy trying to craft his stage persona. Huh. And like the world kind of 
when you're going through these almost platforming like adventure sections, when you, you can play the guitar at any time, no matter what. And when you do the world kind of reacts to that. So it just, I mean, watching some of those sequences is just crazy. And the sound design is awesome. This looks a lot like that Apple, uh, arcade game you played like the racing one. Uh huh. It's, um, I can't think of the name of it, but I know it's literally breaking my brain. I'll think of it. Well, I think it's also published by Appaperna, which also published that game. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, and, uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts was uh, the name of that game. And yes, they were both published by Appaperna. Okay. So, um, there's another game that I saw called Forgone, which is basically Dead Cells. Um, I don't know how else to put it. They literally referenced it in the video that I watched. <laughs> um, but they, I think it's going to have a lot more story, a lot more drive to finish the story than like his dead cells is very, very run based. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the point of the game, but I think it's, it's I think dead cells is more story. And I, I think I'd be there for that. Um, there's a game called Spinch, And then this looks like, and if Super Meat Boy was on LSD, is what this game uh, looks like. All right, like. I'm going to get it right now. Uh, how do you spell it? <laughs> Spinch? I think it's S-P-I-N-C-H. Okay. Spinch. Google I thinks it's just spinach. Spinach, yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. Get results for yeah, spinach. I don't, um, and it's it's obviously not out yet. It's still, this is the, all these things are in oh. development. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, it, dude, it's wild. I typed in a um, Spinch video game, and it just brought up Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> spinach the video game he, like his Popeye looks... rush for spinach video game <laughs> uh, BJ did you find it did yeah. I spell it right no I, I spelled right it's just kind of deep uh, do spinch steam game festival um, okay like there's this or weird spinch day of the dead yeah. that also like works. this weird Aztec oh, wow. theme looking dragon that's like yeah. neon colors and then this weird white Glob, blob, yeah, with with blobs <laughs> holding on to him, yeah, and like a little finger man right there with. Oh God, this is weird. I like that. Yeah, I yeah, the robot monkey thing is really neat. This I I want to I want to play this. I love yeah, indie games really because cool. you can just go into these aesthetics that would never be greenlit by a triple A studio. It's just yeah, like absolutely, I, I love that. It's just so because that's how I get engrossed by things that. I, I'm just completely entranced by have never seen before. You know what I mean? If it's the same pop song oh, for, for sure. the thousandth time, it's like okay, cool. You know, right? Um, the next one that I have is called "The Night Is Gray." Um, I thought it was a beautiful, spooky point-and-click adventure game. Um, and when's the last time you played a good point-and-click adventure game? That's very true. Um, I'd almost compare it to. I don't know if this is a good comparison, but uh, what remains of Edith Finch? That was first person, and you can move around. But I think if it was third person and point and click, it, it that's kind of the aesthetic they're going yeah. for. This looks good and spooky. Hmm. Um. The next one is Sea of Stars. It's like a retro inspired RPG. Think Chrono Trigger. Okay. Kind of up that alley. Okay. Um. But, and that you know what you're getting with that, right? I mean, it's just. Yeah, beautiful pick, almost pixel art, not quite. It's um, it's. I mean, it just looks good. I mean, if you like RPGs, this looks really good. And I think indie uh, developers are a great place to go for old school RPGs. Yeah. 
Uh, but that is all from Day of the Devs, but that we are not finished. <laughs> second column. Um, <clears throat> so we're, we're halfway through the second column. So the EA conference was also at the end of last week. Um, Apex Legends is getting cross-play, which I think is cool. Um, and then they talked some more about Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, that will also be cross-play. No microtransactions. First-person cockpit combat game with that will also feature a short single-player mode. Uh, and I think this game looks really cool. And I want to play it a lot. What is the name of it um, again? Star Wars Squadrons. We talked about this the other day. Yes, we, we talked we about did, this during they, episode but 50. They, mm-hmm, but they put out a uh, more in-depth what gameplay is it? Yeah. Oh, nice. video. Mm. Kind of, this is what this game is, you know. Yeah. Neato. Um, yeah, so then also a new skate game got announced. Uh, people have been asking for Skate 4 forever since basically Skate 3 came out. Um, I think that they saw the writing on the wall with the new Tony Hawk one and two remake coming out and they're like yeah just letting you know and they yeah. didn't have anything to show they were literally just like we're making a new skate for and everybody's like yeah they decided um, it like before they got on stage just just say it oh, just yeah. say it just say we're doing it just <laughs> just tell them we'll we'll do it we'll figure it out figure when it we out. get back we'll just copy tony's talk too um what else i have on here men men from arms will be the new smash bros fighter I didn't play ARMS, yeah, no, but that's pretty I, cool. No idea who that is. Is this another um, sword character? Oh. This is a... So, ARMS, if you don't know, was a uh, Switch fighting game where all the characters had uh, spring arms. Oh. So, that's a cool idea. Far, far reach punching character. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Um. So, the last two things I have are... Um, Related to streaming, uh, Chicken Run Two is being developed by Netflix. Shut up! Is Mel that Gibson is Mel Gibson going to be the chicken? Oh hell! <laughs> I, I gotta know. look it up. <laughs> I love when I put stuff on here. BJ doesn't know about Chicken. Shit. <laughs> chicken Run Two will recast Mel Gibson's voice role according to Daily Mail. Mm, that was the only good thing. I'm sorry, Ben. I done busted your eardrum. <laughs> All Yo, good. I, I love the enthusiasm. So, I woke up two children. I can hear them crying. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I'm so pumped. The 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 peak of claymation. Dude, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Chicken run. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Um, so and to finish it out, uh, Hamilton will be, and I know I talked about this before, but Hamilton will be uh, dropping on Disney Plus on July third. So. I will be able to watch Hamilton for the first time along with a lot of other people. Um, but I saw on Twitter this morning that they had to cut two F words from the movie or from the taping of the, the, the play to keep a PG 13 rating. Cause you can only say one F word and keep PG 13. Huh. Oh, well I hope it's not like FX's way of cutting out the F word. You ever watch snakes on a plane. On FX, I'm tired of these Monday to Friday snakes. On this <laughs> Monday to, I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. <laughs> Shut the I love that up. though. I, I, it's so I, it's great. So funny. <laughs> How do you put a Samuel L. Jackson movie on TV? Yeah, I, it just it doesn't seem right. Um, but he literally said exactly how they're covering it up, mm-hmm. and it sounds good. Okay, like Lin Manuel, Lin. Manuel Miranda, who is the creator of Hamilton, got out and said, this is what we're doing, just so everybody's aware. Um, 
So that is, whew, that's all my news. <laughs> um, so let's get into our main topic of the week, which was inspired uh, <laughs> by BJ and I's D&D characters trying to kill each other this past week. <laughs> uh, we had some uh, in-party fighting going on, and which got us thinking about character deaths. So we are each going to talk about some of our most memorable character deaths in all facets yeah. of media. We decided we're going to talk about our favorite character deaths in movies, television, video games, and then I don't know why I added this last moment, but children's but media, I, I guess. Yeah. But mm. I was talking to his friends about this, and they're like, yeah, all Disney movies have, have a death in it, if you really think about A- it. Amy brought that up at dinner tonight. Yeah. But so, so much of it with Disney is them uh, leaving the screen and you assuming their death. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like you never see it on screen. They fall off a cliff. Something crushes them. You know, yeah. that's the standard. I know there's exceptions, but that's how they get away or with is, it. Or it's one of those, like, <laughs> your mother died years the, uh, ago kind of thing. You never see them. Your mother died, boy. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, you do see the shadow of Clayton. Being hung in Tarzan, yeah, can't dispute. That oh, one. that was that was ridiculous. Oh, you brought yeah. back like yeah. strong memories of childhood. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you see a man, a shadow of a man getting hung in that Tarzan. scene is playing in my mind as we speak, and Phil Collins is in my ears because oh, he did that entire. Phil soundtrack. Collins is yeah, Phil did. Collins is always in my ears <laughs> and in my heart <laughs> and in my heart. Oh, goodness. Uh, Who was this? Griffin, you want to start us off? Sure. I'll start. Um, So we're going to start out with a movie, and then we're going to do TV, video game, then children's media. Um, So for movie, when I thought about death in a movie, the first thing that came to mind was the hardest I've ever cried watching a movie, and that was when Marley, the dog, died, and Marley and me. It wasn't in the core <laughs> when the guy... <laughs> No, it was not in the core. Ben, and it's hold not on, on hold list. on. I know. Ben, have you ever seen the movie The Core, the very scientifically hard movie <laughs> The up. Core? Uh, I think I did, but I think I purged the neurons related to that memory in my brain. <laughs> understandable, understandable. I just want to so say, bad. It's probably one of the best movies. One ever. of the best movies. Okay, dude, okay. hold on. There's some good people in the core. You talk about good people being in a before. movie. Yeah. You've done this on this podcast before. That's how how much I believe in this movie. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'll stop. I like your commitment, <laughs> but he's committed. He's committed to the bit. Um, Not a bit. Hillary Swank's in this. Yeah. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that slow motion uh, scene of somebody like like slowly tipping over their king on the chessboard. <laughs> you got me. Checkmate. <laughs> Oh my god. Stanley um, Stanley but, Tucci. Tucci. Can I go? DJ fuck freaking Qualls is in this movie. <laughs> Great. Well, now we got to put explicit on the podcast. Wait, do we not get one? We're PG-13 now. PG-13, we get one. We get, we get one. one. We get one. That was our one. Okay. <sighs> okay, I am done now. I'm sorry. Stanley Tucci. Good job. Every, I'm sorry, Griffin. I'm so every, sorry. <laughs> good god. <laughs> We're changing the main topic. We're talking about the core. Oh my God. Can we please? Can we do that for our next watch along? Just rip the shit just, out of the core. Just the core. I want to get all of us in the same place. Oh my 
do like a film in 40s style. Just put a microphone in the room and record us watching the core. Okay, I'm sorry. Marley Me is about a cat. Go. (laughs) I hate I hate you so much. (laughs) Have you done 50 episodes of this, man? This is ridiculous. Dude, I'm telling you, we started out so professional. Just downhill fast. <laughs> uh, but yes, Marley and me, everybody knows, I've talked about it on this podcast, that if a dog dies in a movie, I will cry. Just my, that's it. I mean, Marley and me, uh, Old Yeller, Where the Red Fern Grows, I'll, I cried when the dog came back in Homeward Bound. <laughs> And we watched Homeward Bound, and they're like Shadow, and I was like, like just like ugly crap. I'm just too old. I'm too, I'm too old. He's like, leave me like, here to die. I was like, no Shadow. If you think about it, that pit in that that railroad oh, station doesn't make God. any sense. Like, why is that there? Why has that not been covered up? Why is there a pit? Drama. Um, yeah. Why is there a muddy pit? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but runner up for deaths in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you listen to last week's episode, I can't pick just one of things. Um, runner up was Iron Man and Gamora from uh, Endgame. Yeah. Those are good pick. Those are good picks. Yeah, because I literally was like, I was like talking to Amy about this at the dinner table mm-hmm. right before this. I was like, oh, we're talking about deaths in, in movies and stuff, and she goes, oh, so you picked Iron Man, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, why would you say that? <laughs> but I was like, but I'm definitely adding that to my runner up. Thanks. You said uh, the red fern grows. Um, I, I taught fourth grade this year and I had a couple of my, my students in reading bowl. And one of the books was where the red fern grows. Good. And Lord. I, why? I saw it on their desk. And I said, how far are you into this book? Oh, like the first chapter is really great. I said, okay. Just I said, all right. <laughs> like a few days later, the kids just comes and just destroyed. I'm like, you finished it, didn't you? <laughs> They're <Yeah>. gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, they like died. One died fighting a bear from saving the yeah. kid, and then the other one laid on the other one's grave died. until it died. I was like, like, oh my god. I'm tearing up just thinking about. I it. can't. I know. I I remember my mom reading the Red Fern Grows to me. Mm-hmm. And we're both crying. <laughs> Your dad's listening in. He starts crying from like the closed door. <laughs> He's standing outside that one solitary tear. Your brother and sister are in completely different parts of the house. They start crying. The whole Reynolds house is just <laughs> destroyed. Dis- destroyed. <laughs> like, I, imagine reading where the red fern grows to a child. God, no. You're just trying to read. You're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done, Ben. You go. <laughs> I can't, how do I follow that? Oh my god! <laughs> my sorry, I brought up my <laughs> scars from my childhood. Yeah, 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 I just have to accept I can't follow it. Um, so for the, my bit for this whole thing was I was just gonna try to answer Sean Bean for everything. <laughs> you forgot died. the bit, didn't you, Griffin? You started laughing. I, I, I forgot. I forgot the bit. I had like a mouthful of beer, and I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, "So you know, Boromir uh, from the Fellowship of the Ring is my pick from the movie, where he's just in slow mo getting shot by those arrows, and everybody's looking on. You know, all the hobbits, you know, two of which he saved, uh, can't do anything to help him, 
and, and he knows he's going to die and he's still swinging and it's all in slow motion and the crescendoing music the is going Ur-Kai. on. Yeah, it's an incredible scene. Uh, so for the bit, it's that. But for me, like most affected movie death for me, truly not bit-wise, is uh, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I have cried oh, in a movie theater one time in my entire life. And it was when that sweet boy and his Jewish friend. So, so sorry, the premise of the movie is this, this innocent boy who's in a Nazi family becomes great friends through the fence of this Jewish boy. And, you know, it's the innocence of childhood. They don't know what's going on in Germany at, during World War II. They don't understand the Holocaust. And they become great friends. And eventually the German boy crawls under the fence to play and hang out with the Jewish boy. And it is at that moment when he's in the Jewish camp wearing the striped pajamas, which is what the movie is named for, that they send the mm-hmm. entire camp to the gas chamber. And the movie ends with these two friends going to the gas chamber to take showers because, you know, historically, accurately, yeah. they would send them to take a shower, uh, but it would be just a way to get them in the gas chamber. And what I, what I remember about the movie so poignantly was that um, – the older people were crying. They were weeping as they were walking to the gas chamber because they mm-hmm. knew it wasn't a shower. They knew what yeah. was going on. And the little boys didn't. And that, I think I watched that movie 15 years ago. And I haven't seen it since. I've watched it one time. And I cried my face off in the theater. I mean, Dude, I was I like a child. that movie in forever. Yeah, but oh I'll never God. watch it again. Yeah. But I'm so glad I did. You know, so that that's my like non-bit funny pick. I mean, that that is the yeah. death in a movie that I will always remember. And I watched it one time uh, over a decade ago. You know, I'm so upset. Yeah, <laughs> this is a sad I'm, episode, everyone. <laughs> I, I I wanted to do memorable, but memorable as far as deaths go. Yeah, like what made you the saddest? Literally, Ben talking uh, made me think of. Uh, didn't radio's dad die in radio and that what happened yes i don't remember no, his, his mom was, died maybe his mom died he lived with and his i mom. remember i i think we were watching that in school and i think i was like crying in class trying not to let people know i was crying uh, that was an emotional movie yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, it was yeah why would you show that in school god middle schoolers are mean and if you see somebody else crying Anyway, um, I I don't have emotions. Um, I mean, you're not supposed to, apparently, but oh, whatever. Make a man out of you. I'll make (laughs) a man out of you. Um, The finish the movie round. My favorite or most like. My favorite person that died. My favorite person that died. <laughs> uh, besides honorable mention, Griffin said I couldn't talk about it anymore. Uh, the scientist from the core who got out of the machine to save everybody else as he melted to death, and I cried in the theaters. And my mom, no, yes, didn't. I did. I, dude, we were like seventh or sixth grade when this movie came out. Me, and my mom went because you know nobody else wanted to go places with me, and nobody else. I cr- <laughs> in sixth grade, I, yeah. before you were before you had meticulous. Mer- mer- Meticulous? Wow. Meticulous? Wow. Meticulate. What's the meticulated? I don't know. Articulated? Nope. What do you want to say? Anyway. No. I, uh, I, think, I think I'm having a fear. Um, Griffin, hold up your arms. <laughs> Smile. Is my, is my left side droopy? Repeat after me. You can't teach uh, an old dog new tricks. 
It's anyway before you were part of the before before I had friends before I I violently shoved myself into an existing circle of friends and I was trying to give you to burn you and uh, it backfired really hard. (laughs) Hashtag blessed. Hashtag can't get on me. But no, I remember watching that movie and like crying, and my mother, who was a hard woman, oh my, looked at me and said, "Why are you crying?" I love that response, dude. My mom is oh the best. Oh my god, You're, I love your mom. The, be, so the first time she ever met her friend Rich Reagan, she said, "You're Rich Reagan. You're that stupid kid." I was like, "Oh shit!" You're like, "Mom, wow. Jesus." Um, but my mem- most memorable movie death is uh, Fred Weasley from the Harry Potter. Oh, movie. that's a good one, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's it's the the idea that. Him and his twin brother George are always jovial, always joking. Yeah. There's, they may have had like one or two serious scenes in the entire film franchise. And I'm not talking about the books, but they, he dies in the Battle of Hogwarts. And from what I read online, you know, the internet never lies, it was like an explosion. It was kind of like an off scene mm-hmm. kind of death sort of thing. Yeah. And it's just, the thing that gets me is George, who is his twin brother, is like holding him and like sobbing as you know Fred died. And I just always thought that was really hard, I guess. And it's really awful too in the context of the book because um in one part they're cleaning out uh Sirius's old house to make it the headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix yeah. and Molly Weasley there's a boggart in one of the rooms. If you don't remember, it turns into your biggest fear. Um, and she's like, I got it. You know, y'all clean up down here. I'll go take care of it. Um, anyway, they're like, we haven't seen her in a while. So they go check on her and she is cowering in the corner, sobbing as the boggart continuously changes into all of her children dead. Yeah. Just one after the other, just dead. And it's just like, yeah. Oh, so that's crazy. Wow, this this episode sucks. I'm just, <laughs> we got three more to go, guys. God, um, this is bad. Griffin, you want to start us off on our TV? Uh, yeah, so TV, I have two characters from the same show. And if you're surprised by what show I picked, <laughs> you haven't been listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, so first off, I have Laverne from Scrubs. Um, this was... I think hard for me watching it because it was the first time a I'll say like hospital employee died. Right. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I don't want to say main character because I think other main character, main characters quote unquote show of the show have died, but they were usually patients or they were always patients. Um, But this was the first time that a hospital employee passed away. And it was really hard on, uh, like a lot of people that worked for there and really hard on Carla mm. and seeing her deal with it. And they dealt with it in comedy the way that Scrubs always does with having her, Laverne, the the actress, you know, follow her Carla around all day as like a figment of her imagination, mm. you know, while she's still in a coma and Carla can't, hasn't said like goodbye to her yet. Um, and then in the end, Carla does say goodbye and then she passes right. away and it's just awful. Isn't it like um, a car crash or something? Like it's something that's yeah, it's it was, random. It a, it's out of nowhere. Yeah, it was a car crash. Yeah. So it was just like you weren't ready for it right. at all. 
Um, and I love Laverne, like, and um, I, I don't remember the actress's name off the top of my head, but she had always had like the best, like the one liners, mm-hmm. just like the, the, the walking by comments. Yeah. <laughs> they were so good. Um, so you felt like even though she didn't have a lot of time, screen time, excuse me, then, but you really felt like she was a member, like a true member of this group. Hmm. Cause she would not necessarily, she didn't have as much time as everyone else, but she always was there. If that makes sense. She was on like level of importance, like Ted and right. um, the guy who ended up being in the morgue. Um, Todd. Oh, Doug. Doug like, and the Todd, like those characters that you know who yeah. they are, you know what they're about, but they're mm-hmm. not, they're and, your main funny, stars. I'd almost feel like she was more so because she, Literally, I think, like, had some kind of quip or something in, like, every episode. Yeah. So she was always there. And, I mean, she really, like, even in the first episode of the show, in the pilot, mm-hmm. or wasn't it the pilot at the end of the first episode? Um, when she, at the end, she goes, can you pronounce him so I can go home? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talking to JD, because yeah. he's, like, his patient died or whatever. And she's, like, just pronounce him i just want to go home right. and so it's just like she set her you know who her character was for all the entire show moving forward um the second one is uh brennan frazier from scrubs uh who was dr cox's ex brother-in-law is jordan's brother um and he had leukemia and they thought he beat it and then he comes back and then yeah then passes away and it was really one of it inspired one of the most well-known lines from scrubs i would say is when dr cox is talking to jd and they he thinks he's at his son's birthday party and jd goes where do you and like the audience was not really led on to this Mm -mm. and so they're just playing it up whatever that they're at dr cox's son's birthday party and jd goes where do you think we are right now yeah and they're at ben's funeral who is brendan fraser's character And it just shows like how much of an emotional toll that took on Dr. Mm-hmm. Cox. And it was that whole episode. Brendan really, Frazier was there, but, but it was, it was, he was only like talking to Dr. Cox or Dr. Cox is the only person to talk to him. Like you, if you mm-hmm. go back knowing what happened, you'll notice that no other characters refer to him at all. Well, it's the same thing. They did the exact same thing with the Laverne death. Yeah. If you think about it, she was the only one talking to or her and Carla were the only one communicating. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean, two really powerful deaths in a show that I love. So, and, and, and feel a, a connection to those characters. So right. it was even more so a, 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 a hit. <laughs> for sure. Ben? What uh, you got for us? Oh, Sean Bean, Eddard Stark. <laughs> for, first scene of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and, and this is my real pick. I, I, uh, I was unfamiliar with George R. R. Martin's approach to storytelling and the lack of safety that any character has in his shows. So the entire time the last episode of season one of Game of Thrones was playing, I was thinking to myself, okay, you know, somebody's going to save him, somebody's going to save him, all the way up to where the the sword uh, raises up and Mm -hmm. he's looking down. I was like, okay, this is that moment, right? It's going to, somebody's going to cut in and and block the sword and then it just comes down. You, you, you hear the roll and they do great sound yeah. of, of hearing the head roll across the platform. And 
and what they focus on, which I thought was a great idea of the directors, uh, who I know get flack for the later seasons, but this was great, um, where they show the faces of all the family members uh, just distressed and terrified. Uh, it was an incredible scene, and I uh, love it because it was the moment where the invincible character who was supposed to have plot armor gets beheaded. And that's why I'll always remember it. Oh, dude. I mean, just, I remember watching that the same as you, I was totally unprepared for what was going to yeah. happen. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. No, <laughs> Cause he was the one that first season you spent a ton of time with. And he was you, the guy. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Was I was guy. like, this is the main character of this show. And then, yeah, then you realize, oh, no one, and then no one's <laughs> safe in that show. Nobody. They really set. I mean, and I mean, as much flack as Game of Thrones gets, they really do a great job of like they'll bring you up and everybody's safe. Then something crazy happens, and then they bring you back up, and then something else crazy yeah. happens. There's um this book by uh the, his last name is Vogler. He helped write The Lion King. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was referenced in our, in our last episode when we were talking about the hero's journey. But he wrote a book yeah. on the mm-hmm. hero's journey, which is, you know, for many writers, a, a, a seminal text on how to tell stories. But uh, in the book, one of the things he talks about, and I believe it's this book, uh, is the importance of uh, bringing the audience down and up. And it's kind of that motion that, that elicits emotion. Mm-hmm. And he summarized it as being a basketball and water so if you shove the basketball down into the water with the awful scene uh you know obviously the audience feels bad but then if you let go of the basketball later on and you bring them back up with some ultimate victory the basketball will shoot out of the water as the audience feels a sort of elation that they could have not felt originally if you didn't manipulate the basketball you know and those ups right. and downs in that show i think make it so unique because you feel truly the highest of highs and the lowest of mm-hmm. lows Interesting. That is a great really good. Um, analogy. Good lord. I didn't come up with. It. I mean, that guy. That guy's a genius. It's a great book. Ben, you're a genius. How how could you even come that up with crazy? That? I mean, good <laughs> lord. On the top of your head. And you all heard that? it here first. I know folks. you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Beach. Um, my most memorable TV death. TV death is um one of. Not my favorite, but one of my favorite characters from The Wire um, is Bodhi's death. By the way, Bodhi doesn't make it, y'all. Um, we really should have put a spoiler warning. Too late to do like a but, little um, and pre-text, pre. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> nope. But no. So <laughs> spoilers for for The Wire. Um, so Bodhi, Bodhi's character, you see, he's from season one all the way to season six, season five, five. I think it's five, from beginning to end. And you see him as a kid who is just like a corner boy. He He's the watch out. And you see him kind of just grow in, you know, rank in this drug trade and going from being part of uh, uh, Stringer Bell's crew to uh, Marlo's crew, yeah. that sort of thing. God, Marlo sucks. I hated Marlo so much. Um, but he you see. He's effective, though. He's dude, effective he at what he did. Yeah. But you, you watch. Bodie grow up in the ranks of, of the drug trafficking scene in, in Baltimore. And in the later scenes, when he's part of uh, Marlo's crew, who's 
I would say pretty much everybody could agree he's a, a villain. He he was a bad dude of a world where everybody's bad. I I would say Marlo's probably one of the worst. I mean, it's it's um, it's flavors of evil, and he's definitely yeah. one of the more intense flavors in the show. Definitely, he's he's chocolate. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> We can go where with that comment. But yeah, I was like, I, I don't know, I'm not gonna touch this. <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've never seen dude, The Wire, so I don't. Know. Sweet, you've it's on HBO Max, dude. You gotta watch The Wire. Um, but Bodie is getting sick and tired of just the aggressiveness that Marlo has. If you, if you, you say something to a friend about Marlo that's against Marlo, Marlo's got his boys coming. Uh, uh, Snoop and Chris. Yeah, Snoot and Chris come in. Snoop, D O double G. Nah, Snoot. Oh, Poot. Is it Poot? No, it's Snoop. So it's a crazy girl who's actually from Baltimore. So Felicia, Felicia Pearson. Hmm. But they come and they kill you. And one of Bodie's friends got killed. And he finally had enough of it. And so one episode he goes to, um, crap, what's his name? Um, I can't think of it. Um, Jimmy McNulty. He's like the main, the main cop of the show. And he's says he's tired of it and he's going to become an informant to help. And you're thinking to yourself, finally, Bodie's, Bodie's out. Then he gets, he gets killed and it's, and it, but it's, it's the way though. Cause it's just, there's, there's really no, there's like a little bit of buildup to it, but it's not this big climactic final hoorah for Bodie. It's just a guy walks up and shoots him in the back of the head. Boom. But see, but see and, that, yeah. that is the essence of the wire. I know is that these people that become larger than life in your eyes that you live with mm-hmm. and you build these deep relationships with are at the end of the day, uh, you know, disposable gangsters. Yeah, I mean, I gone. think about Bodhi, but I also think about Omar. When Omar gets literally killed by a child in a convenience yeah. store, right? God. And he and and uh, Griffin Omar is like mm-hmm. the boogeyman of the yeah. wire. I mean, when when he's coming, people will yell down the alleyways, "Omar coming!" and they'll clear Omar. out. That's how that's how crazy this oh, man wow. is. Like unkillable, killed by yeah. a child in a convenience store. And he's at the very bottom of a blurb in the newspaper. You know, black man mm-hmm. gets shot in convenience store. The the the, the wow. pinnacle of terror and, and strength and toughness in the show, and and they they pit that against the realities of what those characters live in. And that's one of the reasons The Wire is the be- one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my life. You know, so good. You got to watch it. Well, it got spoiled for me now. I'm just kidding. Mm. Yeah, just forget. So. Speaking of more deaths that are sad, and I'm going to be depressed after this. Um, so, kind of going in theme uh, with our what we're going to talk about in a minute with The Last of Us 2, uh, I think one of the quickest character introductions and deaths used in video games was Sarah from The Last of Us 1. Um, who was the daughter at the beginning of the game, Joel's actual daughter, um, who do you play as for? Do you play as her first, like before anything yeah, else? Yeah, you, play you as her start. First, right, you start the game playing as her. Yep. Yeah, and then like Joel's trying to carry her to safety, 
and then the soldier gets the word to kill him. Oh my, it's just awful. Mm. It's awful. Yep. It's so, so sad. And it probably is the, one of the saddest video game deaths I've ever had. And that set the tone <laughs> for the entire game. I mean, it the game's predicated on hope, right? They're traveling across the country together to, to hopefully cure the disease, but that kind of like sets the dark standard for The Last of Us 1, absolutely. Hmm. Right. It's like, hey, we, you know, father and daughter, we made it to a soldier. They're going to save us. And then, nope, they got ordered to shoot yep. you because you came from the infected zone. Yep. <sighs> What's yours, Ben? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I can't, I can't figure that or beat that again. I hate going after you, Griffin. It's just not even. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. So, John Bean. Uh, the <laughs> again, uh, <laughs> he he plays the elusive target in Hitman Two. So to continue that thread, that'll be my. <laughs> they did that as a joke. Like they're like, Sean B dies all the time. Let's, Let's put him put in him our in. video game yeah. t- oh, where where you kill Sean B. It's perfect. <laughs> so funny. Um, I don't really like. I don't have a big video game death that's that stands out to me. I you know that there were several in The Last of Us One that were. Uh, memorable um sarah uh my my favorite side character in the last of us one was uh bill uh the guy who like helped them get the battery for the car after they got to kind of like near the boston area he was just such a curmudgeon and, and his uh like loving relationship with his partner and then you find the partner hanged uh was just so crushing and then like him you know not making it was just tough too. So the last of us is a smorgasbord of like pertinent character deaths. Absolutely. Which is why you're here to talk about the <laughs> same yeah, yeah, yeah. game in a minute. It's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> um, my video game death is a cheat. I cheated because I don't play like a whole bunch of video games and like the games I do play, I kind of have to be able to play in front of, of children. So I mean now, now you know, but I can't like I couldn't think of one, and so the one that that I think of is not really a death because he lived, but it was in Kingdom Hearts two, where Goofy got hit by the rock, and you thought he died. Oh, I remember yep. as a kid getting like emotionally like like saddened, like I felt my heart like lower, and you know, it was a sad moment for me. And you were like literally Goofy died. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, obviously he's fine. But, you know, you, you see the emotions in the other characters in Sora and Donald and King Mickey. And I don't know. I'm also a huge sucker for that game. Dude, I mean, we know. <laughs> All right. Um, Our, I, I was going to say uh-huh. the thing, the video game thing that you died was your career in Rocket League. but There uh, was no fear. <laughs> My career in Rocket League <laughs> is quickly spamming the chat to mess with people. That's all I had in that game. Um, the, let me let me go real back, just fact checking myself. Uh, one yes. of the characters that I mentioned, Bill, actually survived, and he may be like one of the only characters to survive in The Last of Us One. So, for the sake of like accuracy, continuity, sake. Bill's alive. Uh, <laughs> but sorry to interrupt, Bill. Uh, you know who's not alive? Oh, uh, my pick, who is the same for BJ's yeah. pick for children's media. Um, is Ellie from Up, because I've never been so sad at the start of a movie <laughs> than I have been at the beginning of Up. 
where they make this beautiful, happy couple and then kill the wife. Well, I mean, die. die but, you, but, you know, like, I think this, this is tough, but, like, you know, life's tough. You got to be tough, kid. I'm glad that that's in the kids' movie. Because I think kids need to see something like that. I think I think it's an like a potential for growth for children to see something like that. Now, yeah. does it f oh, you sure. up and is it god awful and so well done? Absolutely, I agree. But I'm glad that kids have seen that. You know, I think it can help kids grow. Um, my honorable mention is Mufasa. <laughs> Brother <laughs> Scott, <laughs> help help me. The th- the thing I yeah. liked about Ellie's death was like it wasn't this. Like it wasn't a Mufasa death. It wasn't a big piece of the film. You know, it wasn't like in Bambi where Bambi's mom gets shot or dad, right. whoever. It's not a big piece of the film. Mom? Was it? Oh, I'm yeah, legitimately asking. Guess his dad. He's like, he's like, come on, son. He had this like super deep voice. I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I know I have seen Bambi, but I Same. I could not tell you the plot of Bambi. Why would you go at, go back and watch Bambi? I don't know. It's sad. I don't know. But I like the the Ellie's death because it is. There's no words to it. You just, you see their life. You see, you feel their happiness. And then you feel the sadness. And I just thought it was well done. Medium rare. Amy also picked uh, Nemo's mom. Ooh. We watched, me and Miles watched Nemo the other day. That was a hard thing to explain to a two-year-old. You're like, what happened to his he mom? He was like, where's, like, where's the mom? Eaten. I was like, Barracuda got her, dude. She got She's eaten, gone. son. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to talk about something else, but it's completely uh, off subject. Ben, we technically skipped you because we had the same point, but what is your sad children's death? Oh, uh, Sean Bean, uh, National Treasure Death. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that rounds God. it out. I'm done. <laughs> oh. I made it all the way. <laughs> he falls down a giant pit. Lands in all the gold, though, like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> what would actually happen to Scrooge. Right, McDuck right. And dived the, into the that fa- goal. Like the Family Guy, the Family bit. Guy episode. He's like, "Oh no, this hurts <laughs> way bad, way worse." <laughs> um. So we have talked about a lot of death uh, here at the end of this podcast. Uh, ben Daniel is here to tell us about more death. Um, and I am going to try to go in and put a spoiler warning before our main topic, but here's your spoiler warning for a game that is new that you probably haven't finished. It is the last of us two. If you don't want that spoiled, thanks for hanging out with us until this point. Uh, come back and listen to the end of the, the end of this talking so okay. fast end of this when you finish that game, if you would like to. Um, but Ben, Tell us about The Last of Us 2 and all that spoiler glory. All right. So uh, the only way to give this game a real review is to actually talk about what happens in the game, right? If anybody's watched the YouTube videos about the reviews, they tiptoe around the entire game because they can't really review it without getting specific. So we, in order to review The Last of Us 2, you really need to have a good understanding of the first game. So I know Griffin's watched me play it, but BJ, have you? Okay, so I'll, no I'll take you from idea. the beginning, give you like a, a easy, quick synopsis. Give me those spark lot. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, so came out in 2013. It was game of the year um, via multiple awards. I mean, a lot of people consider mm-hmm. it one of the best games I've ever made, and I agree. I mean, I, it was a 10 out of 10 game for me. It's about uh, a trip across the country to find a cure for a zombie plague. It's the cordyceps fungus. 
which is a real fungus okay. in the world, mm-hmm. but it infects oh, insects. Scary. So it uh-huh. infects ants in tropical regions, and it uh, takes over their brains. This is all real, not game. Okay. Takes over oh, their brains, I've, and they, I've heard they, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a five yeah. to seven minute video on YouTube of David Attenborough narrating it. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend watching. It's super cool. But they'll they'll climb up to a high spot so that uh, the fungus, when it releases its spores, can be uh, like up high so it can spread mm-hmm. farther. So they'll take over their brain, they'll climb up the tree, and then the spore will literally shoot out of their head. So it's right. that fungus, but it's learned how to infect humans, which is not as far off of the base of reality as other horror games, which I think makes it even more interesting. But anyways, this fungus has infected the world. Uh, one girl is immune and a smuggler, so the girl's name is Ellie, and a smuggler named mm-hmm. Joel uh, teams up with her and is attempting to take her across the entire country to get to a outpost that can supposedly use her immunity to create a vaccine and save the world. So it's a story about that trip between them. Joel's daughter, Sarah, who we talked about, was killed. And Ellie fulfills that surrogate role of father-daughter relationship. Incredible banter, great writing. It's just awesome. Um, and it's about their relationship, them going across the country. Uh, they get all the way across the country, and Joel finds out that uh, they have to kill Ellie to get immunity. And Joel decides to save Ellie, kill everyone in the facility, and uh, choose his selfish reasons over saving the whole. So really, Hmm. ultimately, this entire game is about, I guess, like getting through the game, then asking yourself, was I the bad guy all along? Because you basically played this guy the entire game who decides to destroy humanity's hope at a vaccine cure, you know. And it takes the choice out of your hands, which is kind of crazy. It's like, like, oh, no, I don't care if you want to save the world. You're saving that girl and you're killing everybody in this. Right. And this, this is not the Witcher. This is not where there's 36 endings and stuff like that. I mean, you have to do what the characters are going to do. You have no true free will. It's more about kind of like playing out a movie with great combat. Okay. Uh, so that's the first game, uh, came out seven years ago. I played it five plus times. You know, I've gotten to the point Mm -hmm. where I can play it, the entire game in a single day. So I played it a ton. I've thought about it a ton and I've come to understand right. that, you know, Joel screwed, screwed over the entire world to save Ellie. And mm-hmm. you know, he's a bad guy, you know? So the last of us two comes out. Um, there's a ton of leaks that I think y'all talked about in a prior podcast. We did, which is a reason I wanted to have you on to talk <laughs> about this is because it was a big controversy yep. when the leaks yep. came out and we did a whole episode about yep. leaks. So <laughs> it, it's so interesting to me to witness the tribalism around the ratings of the second Last of Us game when the game itself is actually about tribalism. So it's kind of like an interesting irony to me. But there's been, um, I, I guess, like review bombing, I guess is the term on Metacritic where people will go in and rate like zero out of a hundred over and over and over again before they finish the game. So oh. if you, if you look at the score on Metacritic, it's like a 33 and then you look at, right. you know, critic scores like Rotten Tomatoes stuff. It's like 95 out of a hundred, you know, all these high right. scores. So I, I disagree with people bombing the game before they even play it based off of these leaks, but clearly it's mm-hmm. been um, negatively affected by that. Uh, the last of us, one 
you know, if that's an attempt to ask us the question if we were the bad guy all along, uh, and to also get us to ask the question about whether we would sacrifice our loved ones or ourselves versus to save the world. The Last of Us 2 is basically a graduate school thesis <laughs> on exactly how bad a decision Joel made was and how bad the world that he helped create currently is. I mean, it just, mm. it just expands it out ad nauseum. Uh, th- there's absolutely no hope in the game because of that, and that's part of the reason I've wanted to quit several times. And you, you bring up, Griffin, that you can't you know, actually choose an ending, which is part of the reason I intentionally let mm-hmm. some characters die over and over again because that it was like it was like my rebellion i wanted the game to end a different <laughs> way uh right the game's ultimately about uh two women from similar backgrounds pitted against each other uh ellie who we already know from the last of us one who was the immune girl and this newcomer who we don't know at all named abby uh abby is the doctor that joel murdered to save ellie he was the only one who could make a cure and Joel killed mm-hmm. him, uh, thereby dooming the world to the perpetual zombie apocalypse. The reason the game's so controversial is because Abby kills Joel in the first two hours of the game, immediately. Oh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it's like jarring. And, and Joel, who is throughout the first game, anybody who knows his character, is a very smart, savvy. Uh, you know, wouldn't get the wool pulled over his eyes. But he, mm-hmm. he willingly trusts Abby, goes back to her camp. They turn him into this unconscious human meat bag of stupidity, and she's able to kill him. I mean, it's like a complete hmm. thing against his characterization, which is just awful and disgusting, in my opinion. Um, it's basically an insult to his character. Uh, fans were outraged about this and uh, formed hate groups about Abby. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates Abby because she kills a beloved character from the first game. Uh, I gave this game, if you remember from earlier, a 4 out of 10. And I've been looking everywhere, right. and I might be the only person with this opinion on this game. So this is like a very weird opinion. But I, you know, after playing the first game five times, I was like, Joel's not a good guy. Uh, he kind of deserves to die a little bit because he mm-hmm. doomed the world. Okay, somebody's going to kill him. I get it. That's cool. So I wasn't yeah. surprised that Joel died at all. Uh, in fact, I was expecting them to go in a completely different direction and just have Abby be the new character. Uh, and throughout the game, I was actually more on Abby's side than Ellie's side, which I haven't seen anywhere else, so I think I'm a weirdo. Hmm. Um, but she, she, she was the daughter of the innocent doctor who's trying to save the world who got murdered. You know what I mean? I, like, I, I, I side with yeah. her more. Um, the game uh, suffers from pacing issues. Uh, part of the reason everybody hates Abby is she kills Joel, but you know nothing about her. So then when you find out her backstory later, nobody can relate to it. The other problem is that they spend uh, 10 to 15 hours with Ellie and then 10 to 15 hours with Abby. Uh, So because of that, you basically forget Abby exists for part of the game. The game would do much better if they interspersed Abby and Ellie's story sequentially, chapter by chapter, because Mm -hmm. when it's told in its current form, Ellie literally kills all of Abby's friends. And then you start Mm -hmm. with Abby's story where you're trying to get to know and appreciate and care about her friends who are already dead. Why would I ever oh. do that? It's a terrible that is idea. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's it, it you know it, the way it's told is just god awful. 
Hmm. Uh, and, it, it, and, it, and an easy fix would be to intersperse like, you know, Ellie's yeah. day versus Abby's day. And then they would die right. real time. And then you would actually feel that pull. But they wanted me to get connected to all these characters that were already dead. Uh, the game progresses. It's an unbridled story of revenge. Uh, starting with Abby killing Joel, and then Ellie killing all of Abby's friends, and then Abby killing most of Ellie's friends, and then Ellie mm. nearly killing Abby, but then deciding to let her go at the very end of the game. I mean, that's basically it. Uh, and I hated the second half. Uh, you know, there, there was no growth from the characters. It was just, you kill my people, I kill yours. It was basically the parable of an eye for an eye played out until there was one man left with one yeah. eye left in the entire world. And that one man with one eye left in the entire world was Ellie missing two fingers. You know, I mean, it's just, I, I, I'm so disappointed with the plot and, and the plot was so great yeah. in the first game. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to add as kind of like a final thing here, uh, specifically because somebody I was talking to on PS4 said this last night, uh, that people have been talking about how people are critiquing this game because it's got LGBTQ stuff in it. Um, but you'll notice mm-hmm. that my entire review has nothing to do with that. It's a bad game right? because of none of those things. It has nothing to do with that. Those things I think were actually great outlets that could have made the game better. I love that they had, you know, the new lesbian love for Ellie. I think that's an interesting thing that you don't see much in games. I love that they had a bisexual character. That's an interesting facet in the games. I love that they had a gay character in the first Last of Us. I thought Bill in The Last of Us 1 was one of the best gay characters ever written in a video game because he wasn't in the game because he was gay. He was in the game because he was a human being who'd survived the apocalypse, who happened to be gay. He was more than just his sexuality, you know? And, And not that his sexuality is bad at all. I just, I, there's, there's more to him than I'm gay. Right. You know, right. Because you know, all these right, people absolutely. are people that, that that's what's so great. And their sexuality is an extra flavor. It was great mm-hmm. that they had a character in the game that those trans, you know, uh, if you include the DLC after last of us one, Ellie is questioning. They had literally had LGBTQ, all of it in, in this game. Right. So they had all these nuanced characters with all of these different backgrounds, with all of these different uh, sexualities. But, you know, to paraphrase another reviewer, all you get from it is just an opportunity to see all of them suffer and not grow at all. So, you know, I'm not hating on this game because it has LGBTQ stuff in it. I think that was an opportunity to have an incredible game and they squandered it with a god-awful story where they just killed all these people off without showing how they are unique and how they can grow as characters. So, you know, it's not about that. I think, I think it's just a bad game, you know? Um, and that, that's it. I mean, that, that's, that's the spoiled review. It's just a wasted story of revenge with no growth. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate that after all that, time that you spent after playing the first game and loving it and it being one of your favorite games is just to have this be what falls yeah 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 i i uh i waited seven years you know um absolutely i I think uh uh, i I would like to close with this uh so you know we've hit we've hit the synopsis we have hit the spoilers We've, we've established that you know I think that the LGBTQ thing was like a cool idea, but then they squandered it with a story. I'd like to close with, uh, I, I guess, I don't know if price point is the right word, but should you pay $70 for this game 
is what I would like to specifically say. And I would say no. Um, there, I will never replay this game. It was 20 to 25 hours uh, for 70 bucks. I don't think it's worth it as current price. If you want to get it, I would wait till it drops to about 40 If you play it, you're going to play it because great action, great animation, and great visuals. And you'll have to ignore the story. So if you're a Saw person who likes gore, if you're a Transformer person who just likes uh, great visuals and you don't care about a story, please play this game. I mean, it's a beautiful game with great action. So still buy it, but I would buy it for $40. Have have the people from The Last of Us like came out and like given an explanation? You know, uh, not yet, as far as I can tell. I don't know if you're looking, but uh, no, I'm, I'm Neil I'm Druckmann, the director. So Neil Druckmann yeah. wrote the first one, incredible mm-hmm. job, right? One of the best stories in video games ever. And then he directed the second one. There were changes to his writing team that I think kind of played a role because I think this story in this game is close, but if it had more guidance and then changed the pacing, it would be much better. And I think changing the Mm -hmm. team might be kind of that symptom. But he Mm -hmm. said that, uh, and this is a paraphrase because I don't have the quote up in front of me, but we never think about fun when we think about The Last of Us. That's not our guiding light is fun. It's, It's something else. You know, it's, it's a deep impact. Um, and that was kind of like his response to how people didn't enjoy the game. But I don't I don't think that's an excuse. I just think, you know, if you think the no. game sucks, the game sucks, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of people have been, you know, like saying, you know, you hate this game because there's these player, these characters with these different sexualities in front of it. But, you know, just putting characters with different sexualities in a game does not make the game good. It gives right. it the opportunity to be good because of all these really unique standpoints of the characters. And they failed. You know, I mean, I, I, the whole review of why it's bad that I gave you is before I even mentioned all those things about the sexuality exactly. of the characters. Hmm. Wow. So sorry, guys. <laughs> I know that's, that's no, like heavy and whatnot, but that's, you know. No, but that's why I brought you on because I really wanted to know because, I mean, even I wasn't going to play it. I mean, I just, I wanted to hear from you, from somebody who's passionate about this game. And I wanted everybody listening to hear it. If they wanted to hear it, a spoiler review of, you know, from, from the opinion of somebody who was, who adored the first game. So I think that is between that, all our character deaths, all the news and, you know, some happy stuff sprinkled in that we talked about (laughs) this week in an episode full of death. This was a very last Um, of us episode. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. No hope and darkness. Yeah. <laughs> no hope and darkness. Uh, uh, that is going to be the tagline for this episode. Thank you so much. I like it. Um, but gang, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate it. Um, ben, thank you for joining Absolutely. us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you, Ben. Uh, BJ, thank you for being you and all that you Listen. do and loving the core Dude. because no one else does. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. You can find us on Twitter at the best palcast. You can find me at oh, I always forget my Twitter handle. Is it bgas ninety two? I think it's bgas ninety two. You know it before I know it. And you can find Griffin mm-hmm. at Griffin underscore guitar. Um, ben, do you want you ben. want to throw your your Twitter? Oh, thing out there? oh my goodness! If you want, you got to sh- look should. it up too. I should. No, it's no, it's, it's at Binge Mitch Dan. So B E N J M I C H D A N. 
Yeah. Binge McDan. <laughs> it's warning. It's a lot of interventional radiology. Yeah, please. yeah. It's kind of weird. Oh, see, I I it's said the wrong Twitter handle. That's how little I check see? Twitter. Uh, it's 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 oh Ben God. Mike Dan. B N M I K E T A N. Wow. Oh wow. I I have but, no followers, but here we go. There's the handle. Here it is. It's, it's a. It's gonna be a flood. It's gonna be a flood. Like one or two. Um. Tweet at us. What was your favorite character death? It's probably the guy from the core. <laughs> and that's going to be it for our episode. Uh, thank you for listening. We will be back not next week. Uh, next week will be uh, the week of July 4th. I will be at the beach. Oh. Unless BJ wants to do an episode. Dude, I can totally do. Oh, my God. I'll do a watch along to the core. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. If you want BJ oh to do a watch along to the core by himself and drink a bottle of bourbon the entire time, tweet at us and let us know because we can make Dude. that happen. Or a case of Red Stripe. I keep seeing you uh, drink Red Stripe Dude, during Because Red Stripe is so good. Hooray beer. Hooray beer. Hooray beer. <laughs> ben, oh, thank you right. for being on this very somber episode. We love you. Love you too, man. Pow. See you, pal. All right. Bye, gang. Goodbye.